Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, it could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. Ball hit high in the air in the right field. Going back to Sayre. And Tennessee can say hello with Column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. I made up my mind, and I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Read it, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Thursday, March 16th. And in case you couldn't tell by me reading the date, Landon, this is March. What a day for college basketball. Shout out YouTube TV. No free ads. Actually, I'm paying for the service. <laughs> Split screen is the greatest thing of all time, man. I mean, wow. Uh, I hate to try and like sell for a billion dollar company or whatever, but yeah, they're doing just fun on for sure. <laughs> Worth it. Uh, it's, yeah, for sure. It. I hope Tennessee does not get sucked into the March party in the sake of 13 over four, um, like we're talking about with Furman. But I have faith. I feel really good about the Vols' chance. We'll talk all about that. It is also SEC baseball is here. It has arrived. Tennessee is in Columbia, oh. Missouri. And if you weren't sure if it was SEC baseball in March, times are getting changed just willy-nilly, just all you want. <laughs> Yeah, and like they're they're different time zones, so like they don't. When Missouri tweets it out, it's like three o'clock. Is that three o'clock my time or? Your oh, okay. Time? So it's so, four p.m. Eastern. Yes. Oh, uh, you got me excited. I thought maybe it was five p.m. Eastern. Dang it! Because I just saw one. I saw, I guess, Tennessee's tweet. You got me fired up. That stinks. Yeah, it's it's three local time. Yep. That's the meanest thing anyone's done today. Not me sending out to everybody I know that I got master's tickets as a joke. Yeah, I was excited for you. I mean, I'm not even a soccer fan, but I, I know how hard they are to get, so I, I was super excited for you. Master's is golf. What'd I say? <laughs> you said soccer, which is fair. Well, it is another game that I enjoy that you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I sent it to everyone. I sent it to a couple group messages like my brothers and then you all and just ignored everyone. I was like, I'm not going to respond. I'm just going to make people sweat this one out. My brothers were arguing about who, who was going to go with me. <laughs> I'd be offended if you didn't take me. I just yeah, want to go for the food. You should. That's that's smart. Yeah. I'll make you a pimento cheese sandwich. Don't worry. I don't. It has it has to be hot pimento cheese. I don't think I could eat. I agree. Cheese. Yeah, I agree. Hot pimento cheese is gas. Yeah, as a young would say, young people would say, uh, you <laughs> yeah, would love the prices. You would love the prices. You oh no, I, I've seen it. Uh, that's that's the only reason why I'd like to go. I might just throw my name in the hat every year just for that. Smart. And I'm slowly becoming a, a golf fan. Full swing got me fired up. I mean, it got me fully torqued a little bit for golf. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love that. This is a show of tangents. I love this. I, it, this is college basketball. There's not a ton to talk about. I mean, we're it's the first day. I mean, I guess there is a ton of talk This day has been awesome. Oh, my gosh. We were – I was sitting with my grandmother earlier during the uh, um, 
Furman Virginia game and I started screaming. I didn't have a dog in the fight, but that ending was perfect. I mean, it's why March Madness is one of the greatest uh, events in sports. And we're talking about the Masters. So I just got to put it up against that. That's happening soon, too, by the way. But yeah, that is not that and Furman wasn't even a super underdog. A lot of people had the SoCon team upset in Virginia. That was a common pick. But the way it ended, you have a you have a trap in the corner, throw out Hail Mary, caught deep three. I mean, it was just amazing. And I love it. You have Princeton upset in Arizona. First off, oh, we do got to give a shout out. Um, we do have – it's too late. If you didn't join, sorry, you suck. Um, but we are giving away tickets to the Friday night Vanderbilt game for our winner. I want to give a shout out to – what was his name? Walk Daddy One. I don't like saying that name, Walk Daddy, but I'll say it. Because you are a hundred percent. He's he had walking Princeton that walk. He had Princeton beating Arizona, man. Look at him. Prince, what? <laughs> I love it, dude. It's awesome. And uh, you get the Joe Biden curse. Um, he had Arizona all the way. Bracket busted. Sucks to suck. This is yeah. not a political stance. You no, just got not. bracket busted. <laughs> yeah. Um, somebody definitely picked those picks for him, or he just went with like what he like has heard of before. Um, we need to go uh, back and look at like Obama the 1980 tournament. Duke go very far. So I'm, that makes me feel a little bit better about Tennessee playing Duke. Cause I think they were beating <laughs> the brakes off Oral Roberts a second ago. So they, they were up big. Um, it was kind of hard to tell. I'm a little scatterbrained from watching four games. No big deal, but yeah, no, it's, it's been, it's been a fun first day. I, I Okay. Let's, let's talk about this before we go any farther. The first four games are not the NCAA tournament, correct? No. Okay, good. It is. I will say this. It is part of March Madness, for sure. It's not the NCAA tournament. No, the NCAA tournament is 64 teams. And I know a lot of people use those terms synonymously, and I guess they are, can, should be used, but they are not the same, exact same. Yeah. But good for them, though. First, I would like a bigger eight. tournament, a bigger tournament to just get into the tournament. I think that would be cooler. 64 team. Sixty-four team <laughs> yeah. tournament, Maybe final four. Many, final yeah. four gets in. Yeah. I like it. I love that. No, I think I think we should do that. Screw the conference tournaments. I'm sick of these auto bids. Get them out of here. Except for Furman. Furman deserved an auto bid. Yeah. I don't know. Were they were they in anyways? I I don't even know honestly. But anyways, um, yeah, I love it, dude. I love March. This is one of my favorite times of year. I am in the I've always been in the camp, the argument NBA, college basketball, which is the better product. If you're just talking pure basketball, it's NBA by a mile. But in terms of excitement and craziness and underdog story, it's it's March Madness. It's college basketball. And you get a month long of it. That's great. I mean, I wouldn't recommend betting on it because I mean you saw no. today. <laughs> I just did like a huge parlay in the first. I had West Virginia and like just a bunch of like large um, favorites, and mm-hmm. I lost three of them. So <laughs> don't do that. I almost sent you all one. It had Tennessee losing. It had Furman, Boise State, who was down when I came up here, Penn State, and Louisiana winning. I thought that would have been a good emotional hedge bet. It was plus 8,000 something. But then you also got to bank on three teams that I don't give a crap about winning, so yeah. or or losing, depending on how you look at it. So, and and it's weird when you're making a bracket like you know these things are going to happen, but you're trying to like pick which ones are going to happen. Um, I Furman gotten, for sure wasn't going to because so many people had Furman yeah, win. Hundred percent. 
And I was like, there's no way a Virginia team that lost to a 16 seed is going to lose to a 13. And uh, they did. So good for them. It makes Do me feel next year? Final four? Final four next year, at least, right? I think they have three in their last four tournaments. They won a national championship and lost um, in the first round the rest of the time. That's the dream. I listen, listen. All right. Hot take, hot take time. That's the dream. Because not only do you get a national championship, which is awesome, in one of the toughest sports to win a national championship in, mm -hmm. you also get the joy of complaining about your team. You get it all, man. Oh, yeah, full of content. <laughs> I love it. Like, that's the dream. I'm sorry. You can sit here and argue I'd rather play in four sweet 16s. No. Let me complain a couple years and win a national championship. Well, and, like, when you win a national championship, you've earned that right. Like, I'll never get fired. Like, Tony Bennett will <laughs> never be fired at Virginia. No matter how terrible they look, I mean, everybody was saying like they, the reason they were going to be upset is because they play the worst style of basketball ever made, and you know it's predicated on like the 1960s when you know just run down the court, screen to try to get some open, um, post up. You know, it's just so boring and methodical, and and that's why they thought. Furman, which is a team that just live or die by the three. And that was the only reason why they, they came back. And, you know, obviously that three at the end. But apparently that guy was like 0-4, oh for like oh. five until he hit that one. I think in his post-game interview, he was just like, yeah, I haven't hit anything all day, so I knew that one was going in. <laughs> shoot, shoot, dude. That's cold-blooded. I love it. I love it. What about – um uh Good night. I'm blanking on their name. Uh, FDU. What about their coach saying we we want we want Purdue? Yeah, he's like. I mean, the more I watch Purdue, the more I think we can beat them. I'm that was, that was my stupidity. On it went on him. Look, coaches say that in the locker room. You got to get you got to you got whether you believe or not, your boys got to believe. You got to say that. My stupidity. Yeah, Ted Lasso song, baby. Exactly. My stupidity is on the cameraman who he turns to and says, I don't want Purdue to hear this, which in my mind is turn the camera off and nope, keep it rolling. And I mean, yeah. I, I don't know who that was, but I don't know if it was someone with the school or press. I have no idea, but what an idiot. Well, I mean, he's got to know. It's kind of like the part of my take thing when they do an interview and they're like, hey, answer this question. We'll cut it. We'll cut it. And they never <laughs> cut it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, he he clears day. Uh, and good on him. You don't you don't need bulletin or material for Purdue. I mean, yeah. I filled out a bracket this afternoon with Emily. Um, we filled in, obviously, today's games. But I could have picked FDU to upset Purdue. I should have done it after that. Should have. Yeah. Who did you pick to win? I picked UCLA in that bracket. Okay. I think they – we talked about it. There's so many, like I, – I, I, and I texted you in Austin. Shout out Austin. Uh, I hate Kentucky, but shout out Austin. I really think Kentucky and Marquette, like I think they have good opportunities uh, to make it. Like I, I really do. I mean, just a nice bracket. I like UCLA's chance. Texas A&M, a seven seed has a really good opportunity to get to the Elite Eight. Final Four, maybe. They just got to be Texas if they beat Texas. They just got to be Texas, which is, I mean, good matchup. Rivalry, baby. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's just a lot of teams that have really nice positions to, to advance. And, and I really – this is a year that I could legitimately see every one seed in the Final Four. 
Yeah. Like if you told me that, I'm not saying it will happen. I didn't put any in my brackets, but I could see it. If you said that, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Look at who they look at who they've had to play. Yeah. I mean, look at Alabama's road. I mean, Virginia's out and Arizona's out. So like their road is cake. I think Purdue has the toughest. Which, which they should the because they were borderline. They I don't know if they should have been a one seed. Interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I hear that, but yeah, probably having to play Memphis in the second round if they can get past FDU, who they they could get beat by. You heard it yeah. here first or second. You heard it here. We are the reception when we say now introducing for the very first time. So now saying for the very first time, FDU can beat Purdue. Uh, then they get Memphis. Then they get Duke or Tennessee. Duke, who I, I listen, I really hope Tennessee wins tonight, gets a chance to play Duke, but Duke is hot right now. My, Clinging hope is the ACC was not very good this year. They were very uh, highs and lows. Hey, you want to hear something? If Auburn wins this game, the SEC is 4-0. I mean, I know coming into the tournament, we weren't looking like the hottest conference, but, uh, yeah, maybe it doesn't make you feel, bad, feel good about the game tonight. Say that. But, I mean, yeah. hey, we're battle-tested, right? We are battle-tested. That, that's true. I mean, we're uh, I like the hottest that. conference in the tournament. I like that phrase, uh, but I do want to run through Tennessee's and slash Purdue's side of the bracket real quick, just because Kentucky's still. We got a friend. Do we need to go ahead and? Oh, oh my gosh, Landon, that's great. Can I? Okay, I'm just gonna rattle these off. Kentucky, who I think's good. Kansas State, who I think's pretty good. Uh, Michigan State, who's a March team, right? Like this is when they show up, right? I mean, I guess the green. You yeah. have to be. Yeah. Have to be. And then I've mentioned Marquette. Okay. Sorry. I just wanted to get that out of the way. Tough bracket. Uh, I do need to tell you guys about some of our friends. Some of our best friends. They're awesome. Underdog Collectible. Underdog is Knoxville's best sports collectible store with a wide selection of UT cards, autographs, and memorabilia. Whether you're looking for a Peyton Manning autographed helmet or the most recent Topps baseball card release, you'll find it at Underdog. The shop is owned by UT graduates and proudly sports UT sports by hosting NIL events throughout the year. Stop by the University Commons Shopping Center next to Publix and Domino's to check them out. Open six days a week with live YouTube shows three nights per week. Remember to always bet on the underdog. Shout out to underdog. I'm looking at pictures of Maui Huna signed, Chase Dolander, Christian Moore. Love it. NIL, those NIL events they have are awesome. Great store in there. You can get cards for anything, um, all the way from NFL to Pokemon. I mean, it's awesome. Also, college football cards, which I don't know how popular those are in the card. I, I'm not big into card collecting, um, but Rookie I cards. personally... Do what? The rookie cards. The fo- the college football ones? Are those classified as rookie cards? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. They're not a professional. Not. They're a rookie. Yeah. Well, I just I, – I, I didn't know how it worked. Okay. See? I'm not big into <laughs> card Um, But as a Tennessee fan, I personally would value those higher. So, that's like – that's that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, those are some of my favorite too, which they're probably not everybody's. Um, right. If you're but, a card collector, probably not. Yeah. I got a Big Ben rookie card that I got one time. It was like my favorite one because it was him without a it was him without a helmet. He was just like in a jersey on the sideline. It was awesome. Probably had a boot on. Yeah, probably. So did he have is that Big Ben in a Miami jersey and it is like it's Miami red? So this was in this was a rookie card, but he like just got drafted with the Steelers, so he had a okay Steelers like jersey on. Gotcha, but no pads. Okay. Um. We do have a giveaway. One of my favorite things to do on the show, giveaways. We got a special giveaway presented by Underdog Collectibles. Courtesy um, of Underdog. Shout out to Underdog. 
Yeah, so Tennessee Sports Show um, happening this weekend at Knoxville Civic Coliseum. Um, they'll set up – Underdog will have a booth there, um, tons of people there. John Wilkerson will be there. Just a bunch of Tennessee sports heroes, Peerless Price, Travis Stevens, Travis Henry, Chris Lofton. Just tons of people there. So we have two passes to give away to uh, two different people. So going to rattle those off. You want to give me a little drum roll, Caleb? Yeah. I don't know if you can hear this, but. Patrick Eady. First Patrick one. Patrick Eady. Nice. Front of the pod. Appreciate you, brother. Um, you get to go this weekend. We just need a name, an email. If you want to DM, I'll, if I don't hear from you, I'll DM you. But um, if you want to DM us your, your name and number, uh, we'll get that over to Underdog, and they will send you that pass. Um, also, Mike Kelly is the other one. Mike Kelly gets a free pass to the Tennessee Sports Show this weekend. Um, Two first names. I love it. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, send us your email and name. And uh, that's all we need. Thanks again. Thanks for everybody who uh, joined in. We have tons. We'll have some more giveaways as well as the season goes on. But uh, love doing that. Love, love mm. um, teaming up with Underdog to kind of do stuff like that. So appreciate y'all. Absolutely. All right. Back into the show slash end of the show. We've talked about March. Do you have anything else for – I know you kind of mentioned it's, it's just started up. It's just fired up. Anything else you want to – give your piece about before we move on? Um, I mean, I, I appreciate Virginia and Arizona kind of getting those out of the way. I mean, if – I feel like the pressure's off, right? You don't want to be the first one. Um, and you won't be the worst one. So, that makes you feel better, right? Yeah, I hope. I hope this is – Tennessee's not the curse team. Now I don't maybe it's just a wild and crazy march and we see more of these. I hope that's not the case. Um but I let's see. Four and thirteen, the other ones are tomorrow. That's what I'm banking on. Those are tomorrow night. That's that's okay. So I'd pick Kent State. That's a good that's good news for Tennessee, right? Three three teams, three thirteens can't win, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like Okay, and Kent State's gonna win, right? I feel like you're I mean, the five twelve one's always a big one, but thirteen four, like those are usually like fours usually win that. One. <laughs> so if one goes down, I feel I'm feeling pretty good. I think the only thirteen seeds I did not pick in any of my brackets were Furman and Louisiana. Mother, I took Iona in one of my brackets. I think I had well, Charleston. They can make quick work. I think I picked them to win. They lost to San Diego State, but. <laughs> Hey, whatever. I mean, if you didn't already rip up your bracket, I guess you weren't doing it right. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. You don't rip it up. You, you, you relish in how stupid you are for a month. It's awesome. I a lot of red that. on there already. A lot of red. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right, let's 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 jump into to what I think why everybody's here tonight specifically. If you're with us tonight, if you're listening on Friday, congratulations to the Tennessee Volunteers to moving on to the round of 32. All right, let's get in it. Tonight, though, should we do another one? Um, no, we shouldn't. All right, right. Yeah, I really do feel good about this game, but with Tennessee's inconsistencies, and my biggest fear is inconsistencies down low. 
I do have a lot of nervousness about it. And it's at 940, which doesn't make me personally feel better. Well, I feel like one way like Tennessee can really benefit from this. Like Jordan Brown is obviously their their top player. He was top player in the Sun Belt. Um, 19.4 points per game, around nine rebounds per game. Um, was a former five-star recruit, signed with Nevada at, with Eric Musselman, and then went to – transferred after he left to Arizona and then left that and then ended up at Louisiana where his dad played. So, um, I mean, he, he's he's solid. 6'11", 250, something like Like, he's a big presence – I would feel – if it was a couple of years ago where Tennessee lacked size, I would feel a lot worse about it. But Tennessee has size. Now, it's That's not true. it's not consistent, but I feel like they can throw bodies at this guy to make him uncomfortable, um, whereas I feel I, like teams in the Sun Belt aren't able to do so. Right. I do like as well talking about that. And, and yes, inconsistent. But Tennessee has been able to, for the most part, find at least one guy. that That's hopeful for me. I also like that Tennessee can throw size in various ways at him. Um, you have Kumwa and Plovsic um, and Toby Awaka who can go and bang around with him for X amount of minutes you need. And then you have a guy like Jonas Adu who is a true rim protector who is long that can come in there and hopefully give you the benefit of making points around the basket extremely difficult for him. So that that is my hope. It's just the inconsistencies that scare me because that's where you need it tonight. On the, on the defensive end, at least. Yeah, and, hey, it's it's winter go home. So, like, there there's no more, you know, we'll get it fixed. Um, it's it's do or die. So, hopefully this team, you know, as veteran as they are, hopefully they've learned. Like, we mentioned they're battle-tested. But this, this is a team who's been in this situation before. Um, now, it's it's time to kind of put it all together. You, you can't dwell on not having Zakai out there. Like, it's – no one cares anymore. You know, we, we care because we're Tennessee fans. You know, obviously you don't want to lose the Kai, but, um, you know, when you have a four next year day, name in the NCAA tournament, no team's going to take it easy on you because you, you lost your point guard. They don't care. Um, so I think use that as kind of motivation. You know, obviously, you know, seeing teams go down, I don't know if that makes you feel better or worse. Maybe is that we can ask that as a question. Is it better or worse that other teams lost? Does it make you feel um, any type of way toward this game? Yeah, I hope my answer is it doesn't matter because it doesn't. So I'm trying not to think about it. And you heard me ramble on for 15 minutes about it just now. So I think you know my feelings, but I, I mean, I do want to pretend it doesn't because it doesn't. Um, I, I do kind of want to flash back to some, some key points that. Um, key things I guess that I think Tennessee's got to be successful in and I think Tennessee's got to find a way not to get overextended defensively I know we like to play help defense I know we especially uh, with Jordan Brown down low there's going to be a lot of it Um, but this is a team that doesn't shoot threes often but they can make threes and don't give them open looks this is a thing that's really really plagued Tennessee in March since Rick I feel like since Rick Barnes is been playing in March with Tennessee basketball or coaching with them, I guess. Um, just feels like teams get hot. And, and so I think it's going to be hard to not get overextended because of – he's Jordan Brown's going to require help defense. Like a guy averaging 20 points a game requires it. But you got to work to not get overextended and, and, and let guys sit out wide open on the perimeter um, because they will take the shots and they probably will make them. So 
I mean, I think if you're Louisiana, you can't even think about going away from Jordan Brown ever no. in this game, no matter what, no matter what the score is. Like he's your guy. He's where you go. Um, so I do think that that helps Tennessee, but don't don't make them think they can win out on the perimeter. That that's not going to be good for us. And I mean, obviously, there's a chance they try to do it anyways. Even even if you're playing good basketball, if that's the case, sure, why not? But don't let them hit open shots and then start going there for looks. That that that's just disaster written all over it. Uh, good guard play on both ends of the court, especially offensively. I mean, we talked about this. I feel like we talked about this for a while. If you want to win ball games, it, it's Josiah Jordan James and, and Santiago Vescovi scoring. That's who it is. Yeah, I have it written down. Just I can't no show like he did the other night. I mean, that's right. through this whole tournament. There's not like one game. I mean, I guess if you're looking at it, maybe this is the only game that you can have kind of an off game, and it, it still it might not cost you. Um, but you know, you still don't want your your fifth year guy to to no show like, or I guess fourth year guy to no show like he did the other night. I mean, that was you're too big. And two season to to not make a shot. I think it was one for seven. To, yeah, to not make a, a couple we, shots. You have to make your presence known. And he just – I mean, he's usually the guy that filled up the stat sheet. I mean, there was a bunch of zeros, maybe some ones in a couple of categories, but that was it. Yeah, and I think I think that's the big thing too. Uh, Josiah, and I think Vescovi, you need him to be on. With Josiah, you don't need him to be on, but he can't be, like you said, missing. Yeah. That that can't be the case. He he doesn't need to carry you, um, but you you need him to be be playing. Um mm-hmm. he, he's got to knock down some shots. I think that's huge. I think Tyreek Key, you saw him have a good game against Missouri, but maybe he just kind of picked up slack and that's where it came from. I think you need you don't need what was it, sixteen point you don't need sixteen points from him, but you need him to knock down his shots. Yeah, like that, that. That's what you need from Tyreek. He's going to be a guy that comes off the bench. He's got a way to find. He's got to find a way to bring energy to the court. Um, which I, I mean, I don't think he's not doing that. Um, but maybe do it in a more efficient way. Felt like he's been. He's been a little either. He's either turnover happy or he's setting up teammates to be turnover happy. I mean, he's not a ball handler. It's not all on him. We bit Tennessee's been stuck in a bad spot. Losing Sakai Ziegler this late in the season that makes it difficult, but you got to be smart with the basketball. If you want to win, if you want to win in this month, you got to protect the basketball. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, got got to be ready for for anything. I mean, you're going to get Louisiana's best shot. That they want to yeah, your best. They want to have a Furman game. They want to have a Princeton game. So don't let them have that. Hit shots early. Um, I feel like one one kind of key to this game is. You know, Jordan Brown, as much as he's going to get the ball, keep that man in foul trouble. He's he's mm. had at least four fouls in 12 of his 29 games. I mean, that, that's that's one way Tennessee can kind of run away with this one. Get him in foul trouble early. Uh, prevent them from having to, to go to him every time because he's sitting on the bench with two or three fouls early in the, the first half. Um, just try, I, I think that's, that's where I would go is – you know, if they're going to go to him on offense, hey, go to him on defense. Let's make yeah, him I think our, make him a little worn out. Don't let him just rest down there um, on the block and let us dribble around the perimeter until you know the shot clock's low and then chunk up a three like we have. Yeah, and I think our bigs do a, a 
decent job of, of going at guys. Now the fault in that is they always go at guys, um, <laughs> but they do a decent job of making guys hack or get in bad positions because they're going to shoot. Um, so I think that's a that provides opportunity for that foul trouble. But it's you got to have those guards that are willing to put their head down, go to the paint, and either make him make a play or foul you. Like that's what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, if you get him out of the game, Tennessee's odds skyrocket. Yeah, but I, I like what you said. Don't don't overextend um, because they uh, they led in the Sun Belt in three point percentage. 38%. Now, they don't shoot a ton because, obviously, they get it to Jordan Brown. Um, but when they do, they are efficient at it. So, you, you don't want a team like that to get hot. They have two guys that, that shoot over 40% from from three. So, uh, can't let them get hot. But, yeah, just – I think you got to trust some of your guys. And at this point, if you can't trust the players next to you, I mean, you're, you're not going to win anything. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And then I think – Maybe part of that trust, too, is, is patience. Um, if you don't get a good look, Josiah's been a lot better about it since he's been back. He's not a guy I'm, I'm very frustrated with about shooting those early early in the shot clock, well-defended um, shots. I Listen, if you shoot a wide-open shot early in the shot clock, you're not going to hear complaints from me. But do not do it guarded. I think part of that is trust. Know that your next pass is going to be to a guy with a better opportunity than you. So, I, I mean, I, I like that point, too. You, you Patient, um, but urgent. And... I don't think this – a lot of people were frustrated by the Missouri game and what was called lack of effort. I don't think I've ever been frustrated with this team's effort. May, like There's some – like I don't even think they're rebounding while that is a lot of effort. I mean, their rebounding is more just due to – it seems like we don't know what to do sometimes when the ball goes up. Um, I don't – Yeah, I don't it's mean, usually we have four guys on the perimeter and, and I would say probably only two guys should be on the perimeter with – how most of them is shot throughout the course of the season. So, well, yeah, you just get frustrated because we'd rather jump than box out, which again, I mean, we are going for the ball. So I'm not questioning the effort. I'm just questioning why in the world would you not turn and put your big fat behind on that guy behind you or beside you? I don't understand it. Um, Listen, Speaking I'm like a, ju- a true junior pro coach right there. I'm pretty sure my dad said that a lot. Um, I'm 5'8. <laughs> I'm five eight, so just about everybody I've ever played basketball against is bigger, has been bigger than me, and I get a lot of, I got a lot of rebounds. And I know you have a saying, fatter you know, behind than them, though. It's true, fair point. <laughs> thighs save lives and re- and balls from going to the other team. Um, no, I, I mean I'm joking. I, I'm a terrible basketball player, but no, take that back. I'm phenomenal. Um, but yeah, no, I, I mean I don't think it's an effort thing. I think it's just you got to be willing to put body on body. Shout out to Tobey Walker. That dude, I, mean, I don't even know if he jumps for rebounds. He he might push into the ground, and sometimes there's nowhere else to go but up. Um, he knows how to put body on body. Yeah. And, you know, the the little antics that, that Uroj already always has in a game, especially with a, a big – I mean, it's not wanted, but I feel like in this game, like you want to frustrate the crap out of Jordan Brown. You know, if he's walking with the ball in his hand after like a whistle – Hey, maybe tip that little thing out and see what uh, see what happens. But listen, uh, say say something to him, but not loud enough for the refs to hear. That's the rule of trash talk. Say yeah. something to him, but just so he can hear it. No one else. You're not doing stand up comedy. You're just trying to get him frustrated. Just yeah, you, you don't even have low. to look at him. 
And maybe maybe it does suck for Urosh because he is an intimidating presence. So if he just looks that way, it could be taken the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So maybe we need to find someone else. I don't know, but if we get a technical foul in this game, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. No no free ones. No free ads. No free uh, free throws. Make your free throws, speaking of that. Uh, speaking of things, if you want to win in March, what you got to do. You got to make your free throws. I'm not asking for... 90%, 80%, but what we shoot in the uh, Missouri game? Uh, Not this past one, the, the one in Thompson. Bad. It was like Bad. 40%. Yeah, terrible. It, it was ugly, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, I like what you said about this team, just to kind of wrap it up for me. Battle test is the truth. You've seen this team um, struggle. You've seen this team win, win big against quality opponents. Um this this team can can play with anybody. It, it's can they get up for anybody? I think is the biggest question. You you know they can get up for Kansas. Uh, I mean I know we're dog in Arizona right now. That's a good basketball team. You 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 went toe to toe with them at home or away for Tennessee. Um, you beat Texas again. No, it's a home game for Tennessee, but you beat them by eleven. Um, I mean th- this team can can play with anybody. So beat Alabama, beat the number one overall seed. How did I forget that? Holy crap! So it's not can they play with anybody. It's, it's can they get up for this Louisiana game and not. I mean, I think Tennessee is a better basketball team. So I don't. I'm not saying way better when I say this, but not play down to your opponent. Yeah, like how far can you go? Um, I, I don't think any tennis, any realistic Tennessee fan is thinking this team wins the whole thing. But when you look at today, I mean, you got as good of a chance as anyone. I mean, you've beat the number one overall seed. Uh, you've beat Kansas, which is also a number one seed. Um, you've beat Texas, who is a number two seed. Like you've beat, I mean, you as you have as good as wins as anybody. Um, so I and you know, looking at today, it's like anybody can beat anybody. Right. So it, you know, even without Zakai, I think this team, you know, just dig a little deep and and just take care of business. You're gonna have good. De- you're gonna play good defense. Hey, let's make some shots. Have a little bit of confidence about them. That's what I think this team lacks more than anything is a little bit of confidence, a little bit of swagger to them. They had some swagger when they were beating the crap out of teams. And, and you know, when they struggled a little bit, lost those two buzzle, buzzer beaters, I feel like they lost a little bit of their mojo. Um, and so I want to see that back. It's, it's March. Hey, clean slate. Let's go. Let's take care of business. That's all I want. Yeah, and I don't want to. I'm not. I'm not telling the team to to necessarily look ahead. I, I know maybe a coach would never want to hear this, but I think when you look at what's in front of you, not just the opportunity to go do something special in, in the NCAA tournament, but to do it in an an awesome fashion for the University of Tennessee, I think you should take pride in what could be ahead of you if you go take care of business tonight. You're talking ACC champ Duke, uh, blue blood, and, and Tennessee's been in a weird weird spot where they play good basketball, but not enough to put their names up there with, with those types of teams. I mean, even though you, you beat teams like Kansas just this year, um, you beat Gonzaga, I know in a preseason scrimmage, but uh, you get the opportunity to then go play either Memphis in-state rival, who I know Rick Barnes would love to beat the crap out of, um, or Purdue, who a lot of Tennessee fans are, and I'm sure Rick Barnes are sour about from 19. And then coming off that, you could potentially play Kentucky. 
I mean, you should relish in the fact that you could play your arch nemesis in the NCAA tournament in the Sweet 16 or Elite Eight. Sorry. You should love that opportunity. So, I, I mean, I think this is a, with what you have in front of you, I think this is something uh, you should look ahead to and say, we take care of business tonight, we get Duke. We take care of business Saturday night, we get Purdue or Memphis. This is something you should love the opportunity. If, Ker- if Kirby Smart's able to like convince that Georgia team like they're underdogs, I mean, it should be pretty easy to convince this team that no one's no one's projecting them to win. I mean, people are projecting them to lose. Did you say underdogs? Did you say under Jalen Carter? Thought you said hot dogs. Sorry. Oh, yeah, my man got thick and slow. You think he's trying not to tame? Slow. Not not slow. I mean, Landon, he just got arrested for drag racing. He's not going slow. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and maybe it was to make up for something else, but. Yeah, it's – he is uh, – you think he's tanking to try to get to a better team? He don't want to, like, be on a crappy team? Because I respect yeah, like the hustle. He, he didn't like what he heard uh, around around the combine. I yeah. I mean – Your second contract when you make money anyway, so – Good point. Um, I mean, I don't know if this would – I don't know if this is going to tank him unless there's stuff that we haven't heard about because it sounds like that drag racing has ended up – it's going to be a non-story. And I, I know a lot of – GMs are going to say stuff in the media and, and they'll put out stories through guys like Schefter about how they don't take guys of character like that. It's why we do these interviews. Look at who you've drafted. Yeah. Don't give me that crap. And so I don't think that would do it. Nine pounds in what? Three weeks, two weeks. That's not good. Um, But I mean, we're, we're talking about a guy that if he put nine pounds on in two weeks, this ain't the first time he's done it. He just did it at the worst time possible. Well, and like, I mean, you got to get ready for beach season, man. Like, it's March. <laughs> He's I mean, not going to You're, you're going year. the wrong He's way. Not anymore. <laughs> you're going the wrong way. I mean, I understand, like, when it starts getting colder, you put on a little bit of sweater weather. I get that. Keep your body warm. But, you know, when it's getting warmer outside, you can't be putting on that kind of weight. Yeah, it's, it's tough. I, I don't know what that would feel like. Yikes. I would. <laughs> um, all right. I'm going to wrap it up for Tennessee. Uh, this is my last point about it. Just go win, baby, win. Survive in advance. Absolutely. Let's get it. Take care of business. All right, baseballs. SEC play in Columbia. It's here, man. I mean, we were talking about March. SEC play is here. The gauntlet's here. No more non-conference. No more – I mean, you still get midweek games, but, you know, no more weekend run rules. Um where you hit the ball a mile. Literally. Yeah. I mean, I guess you, I guess this team could. Uh, <laughs> I could. They could. Yeah. But I mean, it was almost a guarantee the last few weekends. Yeah. Um, That's why Chick fil A went ahead and you're going to get into SEC play and find out Chick fil A doesn't do that anymore after you gave away that life hack. They knew what was going to happen. They just went ahead and did it. Yeah. And maybe Jalen Carter <laughs> thinks he's going to Chicago. So maybe he is trying to get that sweater weather. He's trying to, you know, warm up, hibernate a little bit. Because uh, this weekend is going to be cold in Missouri. Yeah, I mean, it's all is it is it ever warm in Missouri? Does the sun ever shine? I don't I don't think it does. It, it's like Kentucky. Actually, God. it's exactly like Kentucky. Why do we keep letting? Why did we let them in the SEC? I mean, it just God. Speaking like no places, one lo- sorry, no one likes it. I'm sorry to get off track. I mean, I lived in in Tri Cities for going on two years. Dude, I don't think I've ever seen it sunny in Bristol a day in my life. 
Like I, I know that sounds insane, but I'm serious. Do what? It's never sunny in Bristol. Dude, I, 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 it's only ever rained or snowed when I've been in Bristol. Nothing else. <laughs> I went to, I've tried to go to two Bristol races that have gotten rained out. Okay. Oh yeah, I, I know people are calling bullcrap. I swear. Never, never sunny day there. I mean, like it was 60 degrees here, but like they're moving the game tomorrow. It's still going to be like 40 degrees. Like it's ridiculous. Um, they should have to play here. If it's under a certain amount, they should have to play here. Here's the thing. I mean, it was cold. It was cold on say, Tuesday. That, let me let me go pull up the weather for this weekend because this is East Tennessee, and you just never know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like it's not like they haven't played in this weather. It just like sucks the first weekend that you really get to see kind of what a team's about. You have to go play in crappy weather in Columbia, right. Missouri. So. It is what it is. Tennessee's going to be ready to play. Tony Vitello is on the modder, so I'm sure he's going to be a little extra fired up this weekend. Um, Missouri is a weird ball club. They're 13 and three. They got some decent pitching. They can hit the ball pretty well. Luke Mann is um, kind of their go to third baseman that, that can hit the ball pretty well. I think he leads them in home runs and RBIs. Um, they they showed out well at the, the college baseball showdown. They beat Texas, they beat TCU. Lost to Oklahoma State. Um, they've lost to a game to Florida International, and they lost to a game with, against New Jersey Institute of Technology. Um, so they're they're a pretty weird team. There's some high-scoring games in there, so I don't think their bullpen is very good. Um, you know, I think they gave up a five spot to Lamar on, on Tuesday night. So um, it's a it, – they're kind of middle of the pack last year, and I kind of see them being that. They'll probably be some teams like Tennessee if they could probably go two and one this weekend, and you know I think that's just fine. I think I mean you always want to sweep, but it is baseball. It don't always happen. You want to go, you go in, especially on the road to win series um, in the SEC in the toughest conference in baseball, and you you want to you want to win series, and you know that that's what they're going to set out to do this weekend, but. Yeah, just the – I'm glad I'm not going. That would suck. <laughs> yeah, and I think this is a, a good opportunity for this Tennessee team. A lot of doubt around it. And it's hard to show – it's hard to look at people across the country that question this Tennessee team and tell them they're wrong for questioning it because I get it. And I'm not – and I'm not saying this Tennessee team can't be great. You kick off the season Arizona and Grand Canyon losses. Two good ball clubs but not – not top tier. Um, seems like it's taken a while for Tennessee to settle in. Then you get that loss at Boston College or against Boston College, excuse me, and not in wonderful fashion either. A lot of mistakes. So I think this is a, a great time. Not that they're obviously not hit the right track, but to kind of start SEC play with a real um, punch in the mouth, if you will. Like you said, probably middle of the pack. That's pretty good in the SEC East, uh, pretty good in the SEC. And so if you can go get a sweep this this series, I think you'll turn some heads. And so I think that'll that'll be big. And, and I, I am curious to see how these how our pitchers fare. Um, just that it seems like they've been able to find their groove, but they've had to find it doesn't seem like Tennessee started off in a groove much this year. So I'm curious to see what happens with Missouri. You mentioned they can hit the ball well. That's fearful. I hope we're uh, 
obviously Boston College is going to make me made me regret thinking this, but uh, giving up solo shots isn't the worst thing in the world. Um, but hopefully you can keep it there. Yeah, and the way Tennessee's hitting the baseball right now, I don't think it's a huge worry. Um, now, when they weren't, when they were struggling hitting the baseball, I think it, it was a worry. You know, what the, what are they going to look like during SEC play? Well, right now Tennessee's playing their best baseball. Um, they got some guys that are playing really good right now, kind of found their groove. You know, those transfers, Zane Denton, Griffin Merritt, Maui Ahuna. Um, I mean, especially Maui Ahuna. I mean, he's looking like a All-American we, we thought he was going to be. I think at one point he was batting like 170, and he's close to 300 already. So, you know, he's been on a tear his last four games. He's uh, 8 for 21, um, 16 RBIs, seven walks, four home runs. He's already third on the – Third in on the team in, in RBIs, or I, maybe top for fourth now. Um, and that was – I mean, he's played – he missed eight games. So, uh, pretty phenomenal what he's done. And, you know, he kind of got those – got his legs um, under him. And, you know, he's hitting the ball well at that leadoff spot. And, and that's what you want to have going into SEC play. Get a guy – you know, he had seven walks in the past four games. He's a guy that can walk. Very patient at the plate. Um, so it, it's been really fun to see him kind of progress and get back to that high level of uh, baseball that, you know, we all knew was in him. But, you know, there was some questions like, you know, he's struggling, he's pressing, um, you know, whatever it was, he's kind of overcame it and um, really looking good these past couple weeks. Yeah, and it's, it's good to see that. I mean, that it just pisses me off more that you, you sit him – NCAA for eight games. Whether you meant to sit him for eight or not, you did. Um, and it's taken him longer than he probably would like to to kind of get back into it. So that's that's incredibly frustrating. But it's good to have him back. Um, I also want to mention Blake Burke. Have we heard? Did we get him back from illness? Yeah, he should, be, he should be back. Yeah. I mean, but you got to – you got to – listen, everyone would love to have Blake Burke. But, I mean, Hunter Inslee kind of said – Hey, I can play too. So if he didn't, I feel good. I feel okay about it. Yeah, Hunter Enzi's yeah, played well. What a performance to just everyone's kind of looking for for two five down there, and no, it's Hunter Ensley hitting bombs. <laughs> yeah, and he was available. Like he could have played if you know it needed to happen. Like they needed a pinch hit late in innings or, or something like that. But um, yeah, Hunter Ensley just like oh, I'll get things going with a bomb, right? <laughs> and uh, you know, plays a good outfield as well, and. Um, came in and played first base. So he's kind of a do-it-all, too, kind of like Kavar's Tears um, and some other guys in that lineup. So good for him because, like, that's that's a position where you have a role in mm -hmm. some capacity. You might not start. You know, Blake Burke is, is going to have play first base. But if there's an injury or somebody's struggling, you know, who who's that coaching staff going to turn and look uh, down on the dugout and, and look for? Hunter Inslee, for sure. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Quarius Cheers, is he a bigger during games? Like, he looks bigger every time he comes on my TV. He's a – He's a monster. He's a tank, yeah. He's going to be something. I mean, everything he hits is a is a piss missile. I mean, he's he's crapping on baseballs. Um, and you love to see it. You love to see guys, especially this point in time, heading into SEC play, that lineup is – is getting more, I don't know how to tight, I guess. It's Iron like, out. It's yeah. Out. Um, 
and it just seems it just seems balanced. You know, Mally Huna's batting at the top of the lineup. He's not getting all those RBIs if some of those guys aren't getting on base. So, um, you know, it, it's been really good to see him and Dylan Dryling really step up and solidify their spot. I mean, it looks like Kavaris Tears is going to be one of your outfielders. And, you know, we, we talk a lot about his bat, but, I mean, for you to – he's not DHing, so they obviously like his arm and, and right field to be able to um, – you know, throw some guys out. And apparently his arm's really good. I just – we just haven't really seen it like we did with Jordan Beggs. Mm-hmm. I want, kind of want to get your thoughts on this because I, I find it an interesting talking point, I guess. Uh, Tony Montello's – not easy is not the right word, but it, it's kind of been a coach's dream the last two years where we you just talked about how this lineup's taking some time to figure out and get the right pieces in the right place and uh, guys beating each other out. last two years has been, hey, these are our starters. If they struggle, they struggle. We're gonna we're gonna roll through it with them. Um, this isn't a battle kind of deal. This year, I think it's a statement statement year a little bit for Vitello, like decision making. How, how good is my decision making type deal? Because uh, there is some competition. There is guys struggling in the lineup that maybe if they were, maybe if it was a past year, or maybe even next year, they might get a little bit of the doubt that are. Hey, it's we're we're gonna we're gonna find somebody that can do it. Um, so I think it's kind of an interesting talking point at how that lineup gets managed and, and what he can do with it. Um, I don't know what like what are, what are your thoughts on now? Are there guys that you're wondering maybe they should be? Are there guys that maybe you're wondering they might shouldn't be? Shouldn't be like in the lineup or yeah, like guys you're looking at like I think he should be over him. Like you know, yeah, I mean like always. Like, in his limited time, I thought Kavaris Tears is always a guy. I'm like, dude, like, why is he not – when somebody's struggling at the plate, like, you're always going to think, like, okay, who's next? Like, who, who's – who can we play over him? And I always thought Kavaris Tears could could have used some more at-bats earlier on. Yeah, um, and real real quick before you move on, that that's what I'm saying is in years past, uh, let's use oh, – I'm trying to – Well, even last year, I mean, everybody was like – I mean, Blake Berg, like every third at bat, he was hitting home runs. So we're like, you know, why is he not starting? But, I mean, you had a fifth-year guy and, and Luke Lipsius, who was a for, for sure thing at first base, um, and also was your career leader in home runs to finish it out. So, yeah, I mean, I, like, you that's a, him for him. So Yeah, that's a great example, a guy who they're going to roll with through the struggles because mm-hmm. he's their guy. So that that's, that's the contrast I'm putting on the 2021 and 2022 teams. They were kind of set in stone. You knew what you were getting. This year's a – roll the dice. Yeah, they, I mean, you had to change up your lineup. But even last year, I mean, it was – you kind of had to solidify it. I mean, I think, you know, we, we got to speak with Evan Russell. His first year on campus, he was playing like Kavaris Tears was. He was getting a bat, and he was just making – he was just blooping singles and hitting a double and, and getting on base and – you know, jumping into walls to catch some fly balls. Like, I mean, he was just doing everything you could possibly want. And at some point, Vitello was just like, well, crap. I mean, we got to freaking play him. <laughs> yeah, no, I – yeah, no, I, I don't – it's not that those guys haven't been a part of it. I mean, trying to kind of go back to – but it, I mean, even the guys who hadn't played a lot up until last year had been around a lot. And, and once yeah. – uh, once Jake Rucker left, you knew it was Trey Lipscomb type deal. And that's yeah. who you're rolling with. I think that's good. So like a guy who 
you could have maybe argued there was, I mean, I, com, I don't know, competition's the right word, but could have argued maybe there's another guy we plug in, but we're rolling with him. It's our Trey Lipscomb. feels like there's a lot more open spots in this lineup that, hey, if you're, if you're struggling, we're going to find somebody right now. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think, like, that was your point of emphasis in the transfer portal is like, hey, we need this, this, and this. We lost Trey Lipscomb. We need a for sure third baseman. You go and get Zane Denton. Hey, we don't really, you know, who's going to be our shortstop next year? We got a freshman in Jake Kendro that's going to come in and play well. We got Austin Jaslove, um, but nobody is a for sure thing. Hey, you land Maui Huna. Um, same with Griffin Merritt. You're like, you know, we need some of those home runs that Evan Russell and uh, Jordan Beck and Luke Lipsy has had. Like, where do we go? Hey, we'll go get a guy who hit 19 home runs uh, as Cincinnati. Um so, yeah, it is different because, like, it's not a group where it's next man. It's it's just their turn. It's a guy that you've kind of, like, recruited and kind of built and developed into this lineup that it is now. I mean, Dylan Dryling, I feel like they didn't necessarily want to start him. But, I mean, all, all he does is hit balls and gaps. So, I mean, you got – like he, yeah, he's, how do you, yeah, he's kind of got you to a point where it's like you have no choice. Uh, maybe that, that maybe you, you know you're right about that, and I want to kind of retract my maybe that's the coach's dream. You find guys that make you play them. Evan Russell, great example. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Redmond Walsh, the same thing. I mean, when I mean who? I mean, Redmond's a Redmond. Redmond walks in the room. You know who pimp dog? Hundred percent. Yeah, guys like that. definitely not a. I feel like you you do need like a those guys like in your program though. Those guys are just yeah. like a part of it in it. Like you have your guys that are gonna go first round. Um, but you also want guys that are just like like Kirby. I mean dudes, Kirby, dudes. yeah, Kirby's not like he's not gonna be a first rounder. Um but he's got everybody's respect. And and talk about a guy to go to when you're in a pinch. Yeah, 100%. That's what I'm most excited about for SEC play is what does this bullpen look like? Um, you've kind of seen, like, who all you have, but what is the – like, who's the first guy out of the pen? Um, you know, do you go – is Seth Alverson kind of your closer or Andrew Lindsay a closer? Um, can those guys go multiple innings? Is Kirby just a, a one-inning guy? Can he go multiple innings? Like, how do you utilize he's everybody? A, he's a 1AB guy sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, hey, here's one pitch, one out. Go sit, go sit down. Take I a few days it. off. I mean, that's a dream, right? Go and throw a strike and go sit down. Absolutely. I am uh, – you mentioned guys who are going to go go several innings. That's something that Tennessee hasn't really needed at this point, so you haven't seen it a lot. I am very interested to see what happens – um, once that's required, but I, I mean, you do still, the good news is you do still have Camden Sewell in there. That's the good news. I mean, that, that's just an added bonus. Get him a little bit of, um, yeah. reps already before SEC play. And, you know, where does he go? Right. I mean, you're going to throw Dolander five, six innings and then go Camden Sewell two or three and then finish it out with, um, Halverson or Andrew Lindsay. You got Zach Joyce, Jacob Bimby. I mean, just a uh, and Xander Seacrest. Happy birthday, mm-hmm. my guy! I mean, just <laughs> cool, shoving eh? it. Happy birthday! Yeah, shoving it on Tuesday on his birthday. So, 
Um, I love to like he struggles early on. Um, you get out of it, man. I think got runners on the corner in the first inning yep. and gets out of it. Easy peasy, nothing about it. I'm just I'm, I'm strutting on you. Yeah, no damage done. <clears throat> also, I mean, I didn't do any. I didn't look into Lipscomb at all. I mean, I, I, all they want to do is steal bags. I mean, good Lord. Everyone on that team, it felt like. Yeah, they're going to take their chances. And they played a lot of SEC teams. I think they played Auburn already. They got two against Notre Dame. That's not an SEC team, but just wanted yeah. to say that because I did listen I mean, to the broadcast. That was a, that was a game that everybody was like, you know, Tennessee could end up losing another midweek game because Lipscomb is not an easy team to beat, and they went in there and just freaking dogged them without Blake Burke. Yeah. So How many pitchers did Tennessee see in that game? Quite a bit. Was it more than Boston College? <laughs> dude, I feel bad for Moorhead State, dude. They just left my man out to dry on Friday night. <laughs> it was his first collegiate start, and they just freaking destroyed him. Well, they just told him, like, we're just going to save these arms for tomorrow and Sunday. Just deal with it. Or, I, well, guess I mean, tomorrow. that was their Friday night starter. I was like, I was like, Coach, where are you at? Get this man out. <laughs> I mean, I felt bad for the guy. He every time that they would hit another home run, he would look over at the dugout. That man was toasted. <laughs> he's like, he's he sent someone to the bullpen on his own. He's like, go. Yeah, I'm sure when the coach run, went out there, he's like, where the hell you been? <laughs> I've had this ball for four innings longer than I should have. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, feel bad for him. But uh, yeah, Tennessee's lineup's looking really well, and you know, I know we didn't talk about the starting pitching, but they're gonna do their thing. They are, and I, I don't want it to sound like I'm doubting them when I said can they start in their groove kind of deal, but it's just one of those things that, I mean, when you get into SEC play, it's hard to – every pitch matters. I mean, anytime. I mean, I feel like you saw that with Boston College, yeah. a team that hit the ball all over the park. And so – and I know that's not your weekend starters that you saw uh, in that game. But, yeah, I mean, I think – can you just try to? Uh, I, I have I have full faith in them, so I, I it's just start hot. That's all I ask. Yeah. Don't make me sweat it. I sweat enough as is. I don't need help. Yeah, the good thing about uh, if you win Friday, then you get Chase Burns on Saturday. If you win Saturday, then you get Drew Beam. So uh, pick your poison. Um, but yeah, let's let's get let's get the brooms out. That's what I want. I think I'm Tony Vitello wants that too. Absolutely. Or your lightsabers, whatever you want. Yeah. That's all I got for baseball. Um, starting it up tomorrow. So we'll uh, early tomorrow, four o'clock. <laughs> four o'clock. And then um, I don't know what time, though. You got, a, you got a busy weekend here. We've got baseball all weekend, obviously. Tennessee basketball tonight, hopefully Saturday as well. Lady Vols take on Saint. One of the Saints. Pick a Saint. St. Louis. St. Louis. That's a St. Louis. That's a four and thirteen matchup as well. That's actually in Knoxville. Um, I'm not sure the time of that game either. Off the top of my head, yeah, I don't have it have ready. That? I don't understand. I think it'd be really cool for men's basketball. You think you'd um, see less upsets if that happened? Dude, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I can't decide if Thompson helps us at all. Anyways, you lost Kentucky. You did beat Alabama, but 
lost Kentucky, buzzer beater against Missouri in, in, in TBA. I don't know. No idea. No All right. Opinion on it. Any um, any stupidities? Shout out to Credence. It is at 1 p.m. Well, I shouldn't say p.m. You never know. Tennessee men's tipping off at 940 p.m. This could be a 1 a.m. game for the Lady Balls. Uh, there's no way Tennessee starts at 940. Oh, you're going later? Pushing it yeah, back? I'm sure. What's, what's the game in front of it? I don't even know what channel it's on. I don't need to know. I got four TVs, mother. It's on CBS, I'm pretty sure. All right, let me see who the game in front of them are. Yeah, don't put it us on our, true TV. But yeah, one more shout out to Credence. Uh, just at one PM. I want to. Yeah, one more shout out. Uh, I don't TNT True TBS. I love when games are on TBS. It just makes me so happy. I hate True. Oh, TV. the CB, the CBS game I think was Duke. That's already ended. I believe that was the CBS game. They beat Oral Roberts by twenty three. So it is a nine forty tip. We're good, baby. We're good. Auburn's about to win, so the SEC is going to be four and zero. Dude, I I I said it to Landon before we hopped on here. I've got Auburn beating Houston next round. I don't want to play Bruce Pearl in March. I don't want to. I'd love to beat them in March. That'd be awesome. I mean, I would love to beat them. That that'd be fun, but I don't want to play him. Um, I mean, I'll never argue who the who I think a better. Uh, Tournament coaches, and I know it's a tournament sports, so that's difficult, but <laughs> I won't argue about that. Hey, we're going to rewrite the ship. It's not that I don't want Bruce. It's the fact of, like, getting him back. It's the Lane Kiffin back. Well, Lane Kiffin's way different than Bruce, by the way. Never mind. I'm not getting this argument because some people are just dumb. Yeah. I mean, you can see, like, Ole Miss has no morals. They hired Chris Beard, like, <laughs> right after. I mean, just – I just I I don't I don't know I don't I, I don't understand the law. I'm just gonna go into that. I know domestic violence cases are, I think charges are dropped most of the time. But I'm I'm just in the I don't understand anything. Okay, right, while we're talking about this, we're about to get into. Huh? I said all right, Nados. <laughs> Chris is in the wrong place, at the wrong time. I, I do want to get. We're gonna roll into some stupidities. Um, so you see, uh, the report come out that. Alabama's walk-on, um, good Lord, what was his name? Kai Spears was apparently in Brandon Miller's car at the time or was with Brandon Miller. Yeah. New York Times said that was true from an anonymous source inside the, I guess, Tuscaloosa Police Department. Um, Alabama said that's not true. Kai Spears' dad, who's the athletic director at Marshall, said it's not true. Kai Spears finally said it's not true. But when he was asked about it the first time, he said, I can't comment at this time. If you weren't there, I, and I, I'm not, I'm not going to say he's lying because I really don't think he is because why and how could you lie about that? I mean, I hope he's not lying about it, and I just don't believe he is. But why do you not just say no the first time you're asked? Why do you no comment it? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. I don't I mean, know. I mean – I think this boils down to bad, bad, bad PR for Alabama. I, I, I did. Whoever is telling Nate Oates the questions he's going to get asked and how to answer them should be fired from their job, period. Whoever is advising Greg Byrne fired from their job. Like This is just – this is lesson 101 on how to botch public relations. I mean, and I, I don't even think – I don't think you necessarily have to 
suspend Brandon Miller to have good public relations in this scenario, but the words you've said and and other things you've done surrounding it are just so stupid. Yeah. I'm going to laugh when they, like, suspend the walk-on and leave Brandon Miller. <laughs> it would be – it would be uh, – it would, it would prove I, – I, they can't because they everybody they everybody be right. But, again, who knows what their PR team – they may. I mean, they're that yeah. dumb. I don't know. It, it's incredible how just – I mean, that would – I mean, that would – there'd be tons of balls on Alabama's part for to do that. Just say, like, guys, I mean, we're not going to suspend a – Brandon, Brandon Miller in March, okay. <laughs> but that's even the that's even the dumber part. You pretty much had the one seed locked. Now that you, I mean, I guess you had to go kind of. You could have had it, it. This whole thing could have been done with, and now like they can't wait to see you beat because of everything that's transpired. Yeah, and and hindsight is twenty twenty. But you pretty much had the one seed locked up. Suspend him for a game or two. I mean, that's this is what I cannot understand. You. You don't have team rules about going out with a gun. I mean, what are and everyone's saying he didn't break the law. You don't have to break the law to get suspended from a basketball team, guys. You don't have to. And I again, that's my personal opinion. I'm not saying they even have to suspend him, but it's just you you have made it a PR nightmare. Um, yeah, again, there are the insufferable people who would sit here and say, he should be in jail, he should be blah 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 with with no we don't have all the evidence. We don't know what transpired. We're reading news reports and hoping they're reported accurately. So I don't know it all. But, I mean, he was he admitted that he drove the gun to the place. I mean, he was in his car. And that's my biggest argument. If he got pulled over a block away from that spot and the gun was in his car, it's in his possession, That like, that's the law. That, that's that simple. Um, but, yes, yeah, so I just I don't, I don't understand these people. I don't. And Well, did you, did you hear uh, Tony Mitchell? Um, yep. So he got arrested, but he got arrested because he was in Florida and not in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you. I didn't know he was in Florida during this arrest. I saw the arrest. I did not. Yeah, he was on a place. on a trip, I guess, for spring break. I'm guessing. Probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, got a possession with intent. So. Well, I mean, why would he care? He's not going to get suspended. <laughs> right. Why would he care? Actually, he it's, might. it's just funny. Like, it, it just seems so crazy to me that weed is what it looks like from this point of view. It looks like weed is more dangerous than a gun. That's what it looks like. He, he there was also, I, I don't think it was in his possession because there was a passenger with it that I think said it was his. There was an unregistered gun with in the car with him. Hmm. And it was not just, uh, and I mean, we. I listen. I, I'm not saying weed should be illegal, but it was enough to be intent to distribute. Oh yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he had tons of cash and scales and all that other stuff. So, yeah, he was going down. But uh, I would like to. Know, I would like to know if he would have went down if he would have got pulled over in Tuscaloosa. He would have gotten pulled over, but he oh, he ain't going to jail. He been His mugshot didn't get out. Right. Uh, oh, well, I got Matt, I got uh, national championship Mac Jones mugshot somewhere in my camera phone. <laughs> he wasn't <laughs> a national championship national champion yet, though. That's why I'm saying this guy may get kicked off the team. They haven't seen what he can do yet. They may. Former they may. Former Tennessee commit. I'm surprised that wasn't the headline. Former <laughs> Tennessee commit. 
uh, I do have a, a stupidity, a real stupidity here. I don't know which airline. I'd love to shame them, but Jeff Goodman just said, airline forgot to load all of Grand Canyon's equipment in Phoenix on the charter plane. They landed in Denver, have all the cheer and band equipment, not a single bag for the players, no uniform shoes, everything. They said it was supposed to be coming last night. Um, I'm assuming it did arrive. <laughs> How does that happen, though, is beyond me. Well, did you see – I don't remember what school it was. I didn't screenshot it, but they um, were like two hours late because of um, Air Force One. No, I didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> That's like awesome. They couldn't take off or something because Air Force One was in the vicinity. Interesting. I did not know that. That's bad planning by the charter company. Right. Yeah, you got to know. Yeah, I mean, Air Force One didn't surprise you. It didn't surprise I mean, they, they could have just asked me. I can I can track planes with the best of them. I would have known. <laughs> um, I, I do have a question about Grand Canyons. Are did they not charter that flight? Were they just on a standard commercial flight? How do their back? I have so many questions about how their backs got lost. Several questions, dude. I was on a flight with a college basketball team, and I remember this because they pissed me off. Yeah, because they were so slow. But what division were they in what conference? It was it was like a it was like U, UAB or something like that. Interesting. Um where were they going? Do you remember where going to coming from? I think we we're leaving. We we're going it was in Dallas. I think we we're going to maybe Little Rock to Dallas. Oh, it, it was it was uh, it was Arkansas Little Rock. It wasn't UAB. Okay, that's see that Which, Arkansas Little Rock makes more sense than UAB to me. Yeah, I mean they they just took forever, so I was just like, God, I had to look up their score. They got beat by like thirty five, <laughs> so I kind of understood, but I kind of was like, this is what you get. I mean, I can't imagine how slow you are on the court. <laughs> Did you say any of that uh, to myself? Yes. <laughs> just loud enough that you could hear it yeah i mean i huffed i huffed pretty loud but words were not exchanged no <laughs> um i have one stupidity and that's all i got i got north carolina not playing in nit i mean, it's just a bad look i mean i understand like that's not the goal but like would you Okay, here, here's – would you rather lose in the first round of the NCAA tournament or win the NIT? Dancing's dancing. I, I, okay, I don't know that answer. I would rather win the NIT than lose in the uh, um, playing game. Okay. I think I would rather dance. Okay, what about an upset? If you're going to be upset, like <laughs> – would Arizona wishes they would have won the, won the NIT or would they lose to Princeton in the first round? Four and 13s. Yeah, those are pretty – okay, those are pretty obscure. I'm thinking five and 12s aren't super obscure. Yeah, I made – four and 13. What was Kentucky's uh, oh, 15? Arizona was two and 15. Oh, that's right. Sorry, I was thinking Furman and Virginia. Virginia. I thought so. you said Virginia the first time. Did you say Arizona? I, said, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I said Arizona and Princeton. Yeah, I think if I'm 13, I, this is going to come back to freaking bite me in the ass tonight. I think if I'm anything one through four and I'll lose, 
Well, that wouldn't make sense. You wouldn't play in the NIT. I don't know. This is so, I don't know, man. This is a tough question. I would rather, if I was a 16 seed or, you know, 13 seed, I would rather win the NIT than get blown out by 25. Yeah. Boy, and like Rutgers, they're like, yeah, they should be in it and then lose in the first round of the NIT. And say, I would course. rather, yeah, if I'm Oral Roberts, I'd rather win the NIT than get beat by Duke like that. This yes. I kind of have another feel thinking of the uh, Moorhead State coach. Did you see him and Teddy Valentine slap each other on the ass? I did not. <laughs> well, it was like uh, they like had a few words and like the coach like patted Teddy Valentine and Valentine just like, I mean, just reared back and just slapped him right back on the ass. This game a good game? Yeah. And, and Moorhead State ended up winning. So I don't know if Teddy Valentine – you know, enjoyed the ass slap and maybe, you know, a few calls went more at State's way. Some are saying, I don't know. Oh, so he's into that. Yeah. All right. I mean, he, um, when, when you actually like look at him, he seems like the type, right? <laughs> he seems like the type that, that enjoys no a little bit of ass grab. No comment. <laughs> Alabama method. Um, I do have one more stupidity. It's it's Dan Orlowski. Okay. I think I sent this to you. Marlon Humphrey, I don't know, I guess just random thoughts tweet, which, hey, I'm all about. I want to be able to shower and then have a full body blower draw me off. That sounds so dirty when I read it aloud. Did I read that correct? That's a bummer. I want to be able to shower then have a full body blower draw me off. I mean, what? I didn't even realize how just weird that sounded. And this then said, boom, right. are you, are you, is, <laughs> 50 shades? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> and then says boom right after. Shout out, boom. Uh, no towel. <laughs> How has someone not created this yet? Uh, Dan said, you're weirder than me. Marlon responded, does anyone really like towels, though? Which is a weird response. I I don't know if anyone likes towels. They're a necessity. I, I don't. Okay. I um, wish the old men at Planet Fitness would like towels a little bit more. <laughs> I do like towels, by the way. A, g- a good towel. There are yeah. good and bad towels. I do like good towels. Uh, then Dan responded, question is, how many times do you use a towel post? Po- how many times do you use a towel post shower until you throw it in the laundry? I'm 30 times or so till it goes in. And no, I agree, but that air better be hot. 30 times? You use a towel 30 times before you wash it. Dude, that thing think- is standing up on its own. Dude, I don't think a towel could go 30 showers. I don't think it could go four showers before I throw it on the ground, just like while I'm getting ready. And then by the time I remember it, it need, it has to be washed at that point. So yeah. I don't know what this man's doing. That man's got so much mold. Do you think he at least, so I, I operate with two towels at a time. Sometimes I shower twice a day. One's still a little damp. So I, I keep two in the, I keep, keep one in the chamber at all times. Okay. So, two towels hanging up, ready to go at any moment. shower twice a day. Sometimes. Not all the time, but I like morning showers. I have to have a morning shower. It helps wake me up, get me ready. And then, depending on what I did that day, I'm showering at night. So, like, your morning shower isn't like a full-on shower. It's kind of just like a rinse? Or do you wash both times? Uh, Morning shower is, like, shampoo and all that good stuff. I still, I body, I, I do a full shower in the morning. Post day shower is rarely shampoo, rinse, 
wash, face and body kind of deal. Okay. It also depends on the kind of like rush I'm in. If I've got to like shower before we go to dinner, changes a lot. All right. I was just, I was just curious about your shower routine. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't understand why you need to use a towel 30 times. I mean, is Dan Orlovsky, like, low on towels? Like, is that? Uh, even then, just throw it in the laundry on your way out the door. What do you – that towel is disgusting. Well, I'm sh- – like, the amount of money he makes, I'm sure he doesn't do his own laundry, so. Even even more fair point, tell your cleaning lady to, to wash your towels. Yeah. I mean, that's what it boils down to. This man clearly has never done his own laundry in his life. Or, so when he was young, he did use it 30 times. And now that he's married, his wife's just washing his towels. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Like, it's always yeah. put in the same spot. So he just thinks he, like, he doesn't wash it. Correct. Okay. That, well, that that's was- what, that's got to be it, right? Now, we do know that. At one point in his life, he had some nasty towels. Yeah. Not a locker room guy. (laughs) No. That's how staff gets spread. Yeah. He would love Southwell High School locker room. Also, what did he say? Did he say – God, he had a follow-up to that tweet too. On how how often he takes 30 showers. It It was a stupid amount of times. It was a, uh, I think it was like he said like two weeks. Good Lord, that's more than two a day. See, and I'm not a two a day all the time. That's another thing. It's not every every day I'm taking two a day. Mm-hmm. But like sometimes I, I mean, listen, guys, if you ever, Landon knows this, I'm a six alarm guy. It takes me a while to wake up. Sometimes I don't have time to shower in the morning. What are you gonna do? See a blue Twitter guy. You got you got the Twitter blue. Because I'm hoping like he would fix if that was a mistype, he would fix that. Like maybe he meant to say three showers. That's more acceptable. Thirty showers is, I mean, psychopath. I want to know what my average is. It's nowhere close to thirty. Yeah, mine's probably average four, probably. If it's any more than four, probably it's because like I just don't remember the the. First time. See, I was. <laughs> yeah. Each each towel is probably probably four, maybe five each towel. So that's ten showers total. Yeah. For me, I'm telling you, dude, keep one in rotation too. I swear they say they. You get the thought in your mind that they say softer longer. Okay. Mm, if I if I enjoyed laundry, I would use a new towel every time. There's nothing better than a fresh towel. Feels good. No. A fresh sheets is better than a fresh towel. That's close. I love fresh sheets. That's close. I am. That's a, that's a good one. I like a fresh pillowcase. See, but this, that's so. I was gonna ask that question. Is a fresh pillowcase the same as a fresh sheet? Yeah, I feel like the you do them all at the same time. They're synonymous. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because it is, it's probably fresh pillow. Unless you're Dan Orlovsky and you can just never wash your sheets at all, probably. Yeah, how often does he wash his sheets? Yeah, the question needs to be asked. Truthfully, I don't wash. I'll, I'll I'll put it out there. I don't wash mine enough because my dog makes it miserable to do. Just it's like you you literally put it on and it feels like it needs to be washed the next day. Really? Well, it's just I I love him to death. He's the sweetest sweetest boy in the world. 
He's just a dog, though, man. <laughs> just a dog. He probably thinks he probably thinks the same way for. He's like, dude. Every time Caleb gets in this bed, I swear we need to wash his sheet. <laughs> he probably does. <laughs> That's his exact thought. So, uh, listen, I get it. All right. Well, good show. 926. Yeah, my Justin, laptop's going to die. Yeah, Justin Tom. Um, <laughs> go Vols, man. Go Vols. Go Vols. Let's do it. Let's win. Win on Saturday. We'll be back on Sunday. Hopefully, you're celebrating Sweet 16 birth. Um, guys, thanks for listening. Have a good Friday. Good rest of your week. We're bringing the boat in. Robin Advance. And we out.